Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between, it's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Saunders, and joining the podcast is a special guest, Zachary Anderson. Super special. Super special Hi, guys. I'm Zach. How's it going, Zach? Oh, it's great. I'm having a fantastic day. How are you, Jim? I'm so glad. I am having a pretty good day myself. I'm glad to hear. Um, Zach is one of my good friends, and I decided since it's just been uh, Cynthia and I all summer, which, I mean, I think we're a pretty entertaining bunch myself, um, it would be cool now that it's sort of the end of summer to sort of transition into having special guests on the podcast more often, uh, which will be an opportunity for more students to get involved uh, as the school year starts and is is going on uh, since we'll all be in Seattle. But it's a little bit harder to, to do during summer. But I figured Zach's one of my good friends. Uh, we live Zach's, together, actually. I mean, not currently, but we will. Well, we, we, well, we have. Yes. <laughs> We've slept um, in the same room, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. A <laughs> uh, relationship yet. isn't isn't quite that. Um, I mean, quite that. You could argue far. that with our current plan, we could sleep technically in the same bed this um, year. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not against it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. Uh, Everyone right. needs a cuddle buddy. That's true. That's that's so true. Um, Very true. But yeah, Zach is a really good friend of mine. Very close, indeed, as you could probably tell. But, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's also a fellow film, f- film fan himself, although he never attends meetings because <laughs> he never gets out of the dorm. I don't leave. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, recently we decided to watch the film Ready or Not. What a movie. What a movie. And I know... Okay, we walked out... And I feel like, I don't know, you, you, you tend to overhype things sometimes, and you're like... Sometimes I, I do. You're like, I see no reason to give this movie five stars. And I'm like, that's, it's really good, but that's, that's questionable. And I want to know no, if like, still, it's, I want to know like, if I, I wouldn't give way. it five, but I, I don't know. It's, like, that kind of thing is, like... It's hard to find a flaw that I think would take it down. I don't think it's five stars because five stars means like it's just like perfect and goes above and beyond, I think. Right. So it's more like if I can't find a reason to not give it five stars, but I can't find a reason to, mm-hmm. that, that's about where I was at. Yeah, sometimes... I think right now I have it at like four and a half. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I get that because sometimes like... I will enjoy a movie so much and I'm like, I can't think of any flaws, but then it sort of throws me off a little bit because it's like, wait, (laughs) like I shouldn't, this isn't as good as the fives I've seen in the past. Right. There was something real special about those. Yeah. And this is awesome. Mm -hmm. But, uh, before I guess we get too deep into it, I suppose I should give sort of a, um, sort of a rundown about what this movie is about. So ready or not is essentially this kind of like, thriller combined with a black comedy um and it's about this girl played by samara weaving who um 
by the way, is like really good in this, and I think fantastic sort of has a is is a great actress if you want to make a, a dark comedy about satanic rituals. She's really. What it, she's I feel like it's almost, she's almost kind of typecast though. <laughs> At this point, yeah, because she had previously been in the movie The Babysitter. That's what Netflix's called, right? Babysitter. Yeah, Babysitter. Yes, was it a Netflix original? I didn't realize that. I think so. I haven't seen it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a movie that you showed me because I wasn't aware of it, but you showed yeah. me. I know you're a big fan of that. I was like that movie's just a load of fun. I was I was sort of lukewarm on it. A lot of the comedy didn't work for me, but it was still a. Mm-hmm. A, a pretty fun time. But this is essentially a black comedy and it's stars her and she's about to marry and she's about to marry this one guy who is essentially part of this, uh, what do they call it? They, they don't call it a dynasty. They call it like a, it's, Oh yeah. The empire. They, the empire. He's marrying into a very rich family board game empire. Yes. And, uh, the, day that they're about to get married, he starts telling her, like, oh, are you sure you want to do this? And giving all these hints, doing all this foreshadowing as to the sinister stuff that's about to happen. Um, and she's like, oh, of course, of course I want to get married, all this stuff. And then, essentially, the plot revolves around that. And at midnight, on the night that, that, that they get married, essentially they have to play this game. Um, and it's like a randomly chosen game. And if hide and seek appears as one of them, they basically have to try to kill, uh, whoever is supposed to be joining the family. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's, it's really interesting the way they set up the whole game portion is it's kind of like, it's, um, Throughout the family's history, they've been, uh, they are started off, he was like a sailor on a ship, and then he was approached by someone on there. He said, you know, I'll give you like fame and riches or anyth- anything you want, and you just have to play these games. Mm-hmm. And so that's how their family was able to get so rich. And it's kind of like this paranormal entity which randomly chooses games, anything from like, Monopoly to, you know, frickin' hide-and-seek, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, a random chance, and it could be anything that night, but if you get hide-and-seek, well, that's an interesting night. You kind night. of have to fight for your life as everyone tries to kill you. And if they don't kill that person, then they all... It, it's, it's never... It apparently never happened where that person had survived the entire night till because dawn. Because they're really but, good at killing people. Yes. <laughs> um, in this huge Supposedly. mansion. Uh, well, they said it happened one time, remember? They're, not to their family, but to a different family. They mentioned that. Oh, right. But, <laughs> but to their family specifically, they, they had said that it had never happened. And what they believe happens if they don't kill that person is that they all just somehow just die all of a sudden once once dawn arrives. It's such a fun throwaway detail though from that movie though that they're just like, oh, remember that family? They all died when they we heard that they died in a fire. That mm. wasn't it, because yeah. it's kind of like this isn't just their family. It's all these other huge rich 
big Gaming powerful families empires, too. Yeah. And they're all they're all and just they all believe just these It's weird, all Satan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everyone loves Satan. Oh yeah. I um, do. <laughs> Don't we? Do all? you know I was listening to Christian music this morning? It doesn't surprise me recording. Not even just this morning, Sunday like morning. Five, five minutes ago. Well, wow. <laughs> right before we started this, I was rocking just, out. Just, just out of, out of spite, I guess. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to talk about my love for Satan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, basically that's, that's just the, the premise of this. And there's a lot of really cool, fun set pieces. I love the way that all of the interpersonal relationships within that family is sort of explored and the whole nature of like tradition, because everyone is all like, this is freaking crazy what we're doing here, but you know, we got to do it. (laughs) Yep. The thing I always think about when I'm thinking about this movie is just how well they're able to blend the comedy and the thriller horror aspects of it mm-hmm. and keep the movie like it's you you could almost call a lot of the moments fun and i'd maybe lighthearted in the in the blackest way right but then the scene switches and now it's like legitimately gripping mm-hmm. to to watch these people you know ch- to watch these this family of murderers chase after this girl as she's trying to get away from them in every scene i it, it's it's just some a balance that isn't struck well often mm-hmm. no i and totally, that's what i, I totally that's what agree. i think's the most amazing part i think i think also what makes it so interesting to watch is that you're just as invested in seeing the family and their dynamic as you are with seeing Samara Weaving's Samara character Weaving. <laughs> trying to, and, and her plight of trying to just get, get the hell out of this house and, right. and, and get help. Uh, and, oh my God, it has, it has, um, it has a nail scene. It has a, <laughs> it nail, has a nail scene. scene. Uh, Have you talked about the nail scene on here previously? I don't think we did a, a podcast on A Quiet Place, oh. but for those who have seen A Quiet Place, there's obviously, or you, you probably know what I'm talking about when, nail. when we're talking about the nail that's in the floorboard on the on the stairs. On the stairs to the because as soon as you see the the camera focus on that nail, you know what's coming. Because um, it's just sticking up out of the stairs. Yeah, it's it's just there. It's just there. Like it's just it's a perfect setup for a movie like this. And this does a similar thing with a scene in, in the barn. But the payoff comes much sooner than it is than it does for a quiet place. Yeah, which I think uh, this is probably. Uh, I don't know if I'd say an easier watch than. Well, yeah, it probably is an easier watch than the quiet place, just because it has that. The, the um, tension for that specific aspect wasn't nearly as intense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because that's what that's what uh, a quiet place specialized in. Like a quiet place didn't right. have any of that comedy. It was just all the thriller stuff. And it took a while for them to get back to that nail, but you always knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I think, maybe happened within the course of, like, two minutes of them showing the nail. But oh, you yeah. still are, like, on the edge of your seat the whole time. But, yeah, this this movie is just a lot of fun. Like, <laughs> So much fun. 
I love all the jokes with the the one guy with the the crossbow. On it, yeah. <laughs> he's on his he'll phone. just like he's just on his he phone. Like how how, how the hell do I work with this thing? I wish we recorded this podcast a little bit sooner because like we saw this a week ago and I'm I feel like I'm spacing on some of the details a little bit. Right. I don't know about you. I I think it's fun though. It's almost like remembering it all over again, re-experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. We like kind of each pick each other's memories about the movie see what we remember yeah yeah um i think one of the scenes that sticks out in my mind the most when i'm trying to think about like great elements of this movie is in the right at the outset of the game they tell they tell samara weaving's character um hey we're gonna play hide and seek so you got you have 60 seconds to go run and she's going and then after that they collect all their weapons and go out and then Samara's hiding, and then she gets bored of hiding. She goes to the bedroom, and her now husband meets her there, and they're hiding in the bed behind a bed as other members of the family and servants of the family are walking around. And then this one lady... I'm sorry. I'm, this is this is a way longer explanation for the scene that I'm trying to describe. No, it's okay. We we have to fill space, so go ahead. It's, <laughs> so one of the members of the household accidentally shoots their servant's face off, and this is the introduction to. Well, this is Samara's introduction to what's actually happening tonight, mm-hmm. and she's freaking out. And so eventually, the family leaves, and her and her husband. Uh, was his name Alex? You know, let me let me pull this up. Yeah, we should probably yeah, um, use actual character names instead of just Samara Weaving's character and Samara Weaving's character's husband and Samara Weaving's character's husband's <laughs> mother. Uh-oh. Um, but the two of them, they go into one of the servant because I mean, you know, this is a huge, rich, mm-hmm. old house. It's got all these servant corridors jutting off from every room so they're going through one of these corridors and it just has a scene where samara's like you know what the fuck mm-hmm. and it's such a i think that scene is just a really good example of her her acting talent is that it the terror just seems so real in she's, her portrayal. she's an incredibly good screamer which i feel like a lot of these actresses that like appear in a bunch of these horror movies like they they never do as good of a job at really at really conveying that like they're just frightened they are terrified for their lives there's there's um a scene that basically happens at the end where it's like it's she lets out this scream but it's like her voice is really shaky and it's just really good she's really she (laughs) she goes off in this movie she goes so hard for this movie um, she definitely makes this movie, I think, in my oh, opinion. For sure. If it didn't have Samara Weaving, it would be less good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's why it's part of the reason why I think this is such like a breakout hit because I I don't really know if a lot of people were expecting it, and then a lot of people out. I know like when I mentioned it, they're like, "What? I never heard of that." But you, I looked on like Rotten Tomatoes and a bunch of these websites after seeing it and a lot of people were just like shocked at how fun it was because mm-hmm. I, I feel like um because i mean the trailer was pretty funny but um 
I kind of thought it would just be like another like throwaway sort of horror thriller mm-hmm. comedy type movie. But and it, it, there's I mean, so I guess, many of those. <laughs> I guess I guess in some ways it is because it, maybe the comedy sort of alleviates what makes it more of a novelty. I guess, but mm. but like I, I, it's just such a fun watch. Like I don't I don't think you can discount it for that. I agree. I always think of like that one shot where they're about where they're just lined up in a row with all their weapons and they like look miserable because they're like. <laughs> You know they don't want to do this, but it's like they have to, <laughs> right? They to have survive. To and uh, there's like, the, or Alex's mother. Like, is Alex his name? Did you look that up? It is Alex. It is Alex. I did it. I did. So like the the Ladomas mother. That's like that's their um, the family name. Oh um, yeah, Ladoma. Ladoma. I I don't, I don't even how, know. I don't remember how to pronounce it, but um, <laughs> what was her name? Becky. Becky Ledoma, who's like the Becky? who's like the matriarch, apparently, who's like the matriarch in this family, I guess, goes up to Grace, who is Samara Weaving's character, and is like, "Oh, I I, I liked you a lot, but mm, I got gotta do this." Yeah. And yeah, I just I just think that alone and the whole narrative of like tradition and just sticking to that, despite how like messed up their family is, I think is a, was a really interesting through line throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing. Um, right. The whole story and character relation between Alex and his brother, um, what's his name? Daniel. I, I want to say, oh, Daniel. That I thought was very interesting and Daniel's whole relationship to his his family and um, the whole tradition that they have to do. Because Daniel is um, the only member of the family alive right now who was um essentially a part of a hide and seek game when he was a child he protected his brother alex from seeing the you know horror of it all when they were children at the last hide and seek game that was ever played and just seeing how that has affected him in his life and then also his relationship to his family i think is very interesting mm-hmm. and well done do you think this is sort of going off the wall a little bit? But do you think because mm-hmm. the very ending gets 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 real crazy? It um, does, and that's really the last like five minutes too. So, do you think that sort of came out of left field in terms of like the realism of the movie, or do you think that was just like a, a really fun addition? How do you mean the the way that it ended? The way that it ended, yes. <laughs> With the house burning down and them all... Or them all, yeah. Exploding. I thought, I thought it was definitely part of the comedy mm-hmm. more. And also, I think it was... They were very much playing with what we thought would happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the whole time they're like, are we really going to die at all? Or right. are we really going to... Do we even need to do this? And then... Mm-hmm. As we're coming towards the end, um, you know, there's a fire started in the house, so there, it's possible that they're, that what happened to, they mentioned that other family, oh, you think they burned down in a fire, and maybe that's just what'll happen to these guys, mm-hmm. is they'll burn down in a fire, and it won't be the curse, and so they're playing with your expectations of what's going to happen, and the sun rises, and no one's died yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's a well, really clever Except for out. everyone else that died that night. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the well, because everyone that died, I think, was just the the servants, right? It was the servants. No, because the mother other... died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The mother died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. That's right. Daniel died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was those two, and then the servants. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's a it's a really clever fake out because you I you think see, yeah most of the time it was just fun. Yeah, you see the um, you see the fire start, and then that's like a going back to that line of dialogue about like the other family like burning down the fire, and then the sun rises and and they're like, oh, this is all this is all BS. Like, like oh, we're, we're still sorry. we're we still didn't alive have to do that anyway. Yeah. They're all just they're all just standing awkwardly in the <laughs> in this dining room and it's it's just really yeah, I think it's sudden, just it's <laughs> it's just playing with your experience like you know like it's just you think you know what's gonna happen and maybe mm-hmm. you do and you're like is it really is it over did they do that and it's mm-hmm. just you you know that it could it's like fifty fifty shot one or the other right as a, a film goer as the person watching you know that it's like which one is it it's gonna toss up and so then they just do it and you're like i like it what theories did you have like when you were watching it about how about what was gonna happen yeah well i think from the start of everything i could kind of tell that um alex was gonna end up turning back to his family's side Oh yeah, no. For Which sure. is that's something that happens in the movie. He, um, Grace Samara Weaving's character, he she kills her husband Alex's mother because mm-hmm. it's just in self defense, you know. But it also gets a little more graphic because she's very upset with the position that she's been put in. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Alex comes in and sees what's happened, and he turns against Grace. Mm-hmm. So he, Alex, had been had been handcuffed and like chained to a bed because he had tried to escape with grace, try to get her out of there. And then he sort of has this talk with, with his mom about, you know, just sticking to the family roots, like despite, you know, ev- their flaws and everything that's messed up about their tradition, just, just sticking with them. And then after that is he just sort of turns, but I feel like even from the beginning, I, I kind of saw it coming, and that's one of the more unfortunate, I guess, twists in this mm-hmm. movie. Because cause I thought the ending was really fun and clever and play with your expectations, but I thought I thought that was probably, yeah, easily the most like predictable right. aspect of this. But it's like, eh, I, it, it didn't really bother me as much as it... Right, yeah. Um, it wasn't much, something that was like, oh, it was so predictable that it ruined the movie. It was right. just something that had to happen. The entire ride is, is just so fun. It right? ma- it, don't really I think care. it's because it, it makes sense for his character mm-hmm. in the way mm-hmm. that they've developed the relationships. Right. Like, this was just the next logical step, and that's why, yeah. even though it's so predictable, it doesn't, it's not a flaw. I yeah, it's, it's like at the same time, I kind of like how it just goes with it. Like, it, it doesn't... Right. It doesn't constantly try to, like, subvert your expectations, which is something that we joke <laughs> about a lot, Zach and I personally. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it was bold in the sense that it just sort of went with certain things and didn't try to hold back. And, yeah, it doesn't hold back. It's, it's very violent. It's a very violent movie. <laughs> it's, it's quite messy. 
Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I've mentioned this a couple times so far, but the way that the movie goes about portraying how this tradition has affected each family member Mm -hmm. is very cool. Like I talked about Daniel... He turned to, he's a alcoholic, and he uses that to kind of, I think, self-medicate himself to keep himself sane, mm-hmm. even though he has to be around this family. You know, Alex, uh, he left the family completely. He moved away, which is where he met Grace. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting ones, I think, is, um, I think it's Helen... It might be Helene. She was the aunt, the the crazy bitch with the axe. <laughs> she Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. She was right. the one who married during the last hide and seek game when Daniel and Alex were children. Mm-hmm. She um her husband pulled the hide and seek card and she had to watch the family murder him mm-hmm. as a sacrifice to Satan. Right. What did, what did they call him? Mr. Le, Mr. LaBelle? Yeah. Uh, the 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 man who um gifted them their whole fortune, they call him Mr. LaBelle, who mm-hmm. they have a painting. They have, he sits in a in a specific chair in the dining room and only only Alex has seen him until the very end when where, Grace sees him. When Grace sees him, yeah. Yeah. But Helen, she watched them kill and sacrifice her her newlywed husband and now she's she's just gone full crazy on it and she wants to kill more than anyone else mm-hmm. and it's not out of like oh this happened to me that needs to happen to you it's more just she's i guess you could say come to terms with the reality of her situation yeah or it's something that she sees as something that they have to do. As a necessary evil, right? Mm-hmm. She just, like, sort of accepts it. But it's also, like, she's fucked up, so she kind of takes joy in it. Right. I think the way, just seeing the way everyone copes with mm-hmm. this tradition is is really right. interesting. And and it's, a, um, it's a little added detail that could have gone completely unnoticed, but yeah. this movie like still took the extra other- effort to. Mm-hmm. The other character that has a very clear reaction is Emily, the the drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> who's Helen's niece. Mm-hmm. And she just can't do anything right, and she takes drugs over and over throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think she's responsible for the deaths of at, at least two of the servants, right? I'm um, pretty sure. Might be two, I know yeah. she killed the first servant. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one servant who kind of killed herself. In the, yeah. The, <laughs> in the dumbwaiter. Right. But she is not a very healthy person, clearly. No, definitely not. And then it's... Um, <laughs> she finds her son in... Right, her son in the barn. Georgie. Georgie. Yeah. Um, Played by Liam McDonald. <laughs> Do you have an IMDb thing pulled no, up right I'm now? No, I'm just on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, you're prepared. Um, you know it. Did yes. you know that the uh, this movie was projected to gross around $6.5 million in its opening weekend? 
and eight to twelve million over its five day opening frame. Uh, how much did it make after? Um, it made one point nine million on its first day. That's good. Uh, That's pretty and good. One point one million on its second. So, so less than they expected. They expected six point five on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So this I is, think I'm actually going to oh, check. Oh wait, no, never mind. The film went to debut eight million during its opening weekend. Ah, so it, so it eleven surpassed. over the first five days. So it it surpassed its opening weekend, but it was right within the range of their five day opening frame, eleven million dollars. As of today, September first, twenty nineteen, it has made twenty million. Oh, look, yeah, twenty twenty and a half million. Yeah, on that's what a, I see. Yeah, on a on a six million budget, which is that's good. That's right. Which is good. That's a good. Yeah, you're making yeah. money. An R rated, like violent comedy that like no one really cared about do you think the joker is going to be an r-rated violent comedy uh it doesn't seem like a comedy to me no it doesn't seem like a comedy (laughs) i think that that movie's gonna make bank though that movie will make so many dollars i told my parents about it sorry this is getting off topic but i told my parents about joker last night and my dad is a big sucker for movies that are out there and push boundaries instead of just like push boundaries more with uh, graphics like their storytelling style rather than the stories they tell, mm-hmm. and so he's very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but also a little bit hesitant for mm-hmm. that movie because I've seen I know, you. You've been hesitant. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've been hesitant because like it's it's really odd because like I've seen it's about what I expected though too because I've seen like on Metacritic if you look at all the different ratings like multiple people are giving it a 100 but then like someone gave it a 60 a and, then, and someone gave it a 20 I'm like that's really interesting but I, I think expected th- it to either be like super divisive like either people are like this is a masterpiece or this sucks I um, think that's what it will be anyway as it goes on to v- be mu- viewed by more and more critics and mm-hmm. film goers over time. It'll become that kind of divisive movie. Yeah. But I feel like audience members are just going to love it oh, overall. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think the one universal thing that people are agreeing upon is that like Walking Phoenix is incredible. Except for the guy who gave it the 20. His review, I feel like... did you? I don't know if you read it at all. I read... A brief section of his review, and it would it focused on Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, I only saw the um, I only saw like the the brief synopsis on on the website. Yeah, but or yeah. it definitely it definitely brought up Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, we are. I'm actually thinking of this is off topic also, but I'm actually thinking <laughs> of restructuring these podcasts a little bit. Um, mm. maybe like having an intro where we talk about like what's new in the film or like what we've seen what's recently new? or like yeah. what, what certain just news more of topics just, are. More of just talking instead of this is our topic, we're going to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just so, I mean, it's something we kind of already do, but it's not a very long segment. I want to maybe extend it a little bit. So I'm, I think uh-huh. I'm actually going to keep this in here. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Because Joker's Joker's relevant right now, I think. It's I think I think it's also in a way relevant to what we're talking about with this movie. Mm-hmm. It being R rated and, and it being R rated and violent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean there are a lot of violent R rated movies, but there's more. There's more than two. Yes, more than just <laughs> Ready or Not and Joker, but 
Yeah, I think I think in a way this movie kind of pushes boundaries. Pushes the boundaries of every comedy horror movie being bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. Because biggest like we boundary get a, it pushes. We get we get a lot of of, of movies ones. like this that are just really awful. Or just very very average. Yeah, that's true. But still a fun time. That's true. And I think this movie is a fun time and a a frightening time and is also fantastic. Which is very rare. Agree. I think this is a lot of fun. It's actually been a good summer for frightening movies. Weird, frightening (laughs) thriller movies. Like Crawl was surprisingly good. Hopefully twenty nineteen continues. I yeah. There's actually more movies that I'm I'm really excited for. Because um, as, as far for as the rest like, of 2019, then then there was for like this summer. Because this summer that was like I was excited for Midsummer and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but really nothing else. So I'm hoping that for the rest of 2019 we get more surprise hits like this. Even though there mm-hmm. is more, there are more movies for the rest of the year that I'm really I'm really excited to see. There's just there's been a lot of good movies this year that have been going along that frightening line. Mm-hmm. And I feel like normally there's more misses along yeah. that front. Like oh, we've for had sure. Us. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Crawl was very good, which is yeah. not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I saw the, that at the trailer for that. Like, at least the Ready or Not trailer looked like pretty decent. I thought the Ready or Not trailer just looked like fun. Uh, the Crawl trailer was not good. The Crawl trailer was not awful. good. <laughs> it and then bad. Th- that was a, that was another movie that we saw together, and that we but we're both just like that was a surprising amount mm-hmm. of fun. And maybe it's because I'm because I'm like finally giving these kind of movies a chance. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know. I I, d- I do think that these are better than most that I've seen in the past. Right. Right. I think I think this like is it's definitely a lot better than Slenderman. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> was that a 2018 movie? No, that was a 20. Uh, I don't. That was a 2018 movie. Yeah, summer I, end of that, summer 2018. That only came out a year ago. What the hell? Time flies. That's crazy. Dude. That's crazy. Came out like around now last year. Yeah. Really, just right dumped at, at the, the end right of at summer. The beginning, right at the end of August. Oh yeah, a lot of studios dump like these kind of movies at the end of the summer because they don't think it'll do that well. But like this is Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures dumped this movie at the end of the summer, ready or not. Oh, that's right, because this is Fox Searchlight, I think, right? Which is owned by Disney. That's right. That's right. I thought that was really interesting too because I I thought this I I because like Fox Searchlight's like a not a super huge i mean obviously it's a it's a subsidiary of 20th century fox which is you know like a huge blockbuster studio but disney. i don't know this is, this doesn't seem like something that would normally come out of fox searchlight i thought that was when i really saw that it was fox searchlight my my hopes for the movie went up yeah yeah because you're like oh this is this is, this like is a, some like it's, it's, it's not often that they go out and choose something yeah, yeah yeah i'm like okay this is probably gonna have some sort of original Mm-hmm. originality to it have some sort of a voice to it right i think the script is is actually i keep saying the word surprising but actually surprisingly decent 
I'm like, I, I think for, it elevates. For a comedy horror, yeah. Yeah, I think it elevates. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's some masterful work of art, but Mm-mm. like it's, it's way better than it has any right to be or that it, it sounds like be, people talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah, which like, is, I think. Especially at the very beginning where it's just, it's just Grace and Alex. It's like, this seems like natural dialogue. Like, wow, yeah. that's surprising. <laughs> and a lot of that goes to the talent of the actors involved. Mm-hmm. But also the script writing is, it's just very natural. Yeah. Which is one of the biggest problems with just media in general, I mm-hmm. think, nowadays. I, I mean, mean, it's been a problem forever, but mm-hmm. I someone, think that... Mm, uh, oh, sorry. As oh. someone who's, um, who's tried to like, write and work on scripts before, dialogue is by far the hardest thing to, write. to master and to, and to work with. So, like, I commend anyone who can make good dialogue. It's why, it's why Quentin Tarantino is so revered and so well-known. Because his dialogue mm-hmm. is freaking phenomenal. Right. Not, not saying this is Tarantino level, but this is really good. <laughs> it is very good. It is very good. Speaking of, you haven't... What, what Tarantino movies have you seen? Because I've... I've uh, I what are they all? <laughs> I personally just finished up his entire filmography. Did you? I did. I did. Um, there's only a couple that I don't like love. Um, I've seen Pulp Fiction. As, yeah. <laughs> As everyone should. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is sort of a hot take here. Pulp Fiction shows up in my bottom half of his of his filmography. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what other movies has he done? I, I think I've only seen one. That's a shame. We're going to have to change that. We'll change that. We'll change that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we did a podcast on this, Cynthia and I. Um, mm-hmm. was something that I was sort of a little bit mixed on when I first saw it, but then the more I actually saw it that before seeing, like, I don't know, like half his filmography. And I think, and I, I love a huge portion of, of his movies, but like, the more I thought about it, the more I'm just like, I had so much fun with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I genuinely think it's like, second or third of my favorites of his i highly highly recommend it probably probably my favorite of the summer other than midsummer but this is up here that's another movie that's like frightening ish isn't it midsummer yeah yeah actually frightening adjacent it is it is it is kind of similar it is kind of similar to this i still haven't gotten around to seeing that because it's got um, a genuine, really unique horror premise. Like it's all um, it's all during the day, which you never really see um, in yeah. standard horror. It's all just dark. Because that's what's scary. So yeah, but the way the way that they're actually trying, like the fact that they actually pulled off something during the day where you can actually see it and have it be frightening and psychedelic and weird. Um, was really interesting and really unique. I think thematically that movie is super interesting. And then also it has a genuine comedic element to it too. I, I highly recommend Midsummer. I'm just raving about movies that aren't ready or not. Yeah. 
<laughs> that also aren't ready or not. But ready or not is very very good, and I had a Fantastic. great time. Uh, we I think we both had a had a great time. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure. It's probably still playing places. This will go out tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm sure as of September we're, 2nd. We're recording this the day before you guys get to hear it. Now yeah, you know. Yeah. Typically we record things further in advance, but I don't know. Things, things didn't really work out. It's been that's, rough. That's also, yeah, totally. Uh, that's also my bad because we didn't, we didn't have a podcast go out last week. Totally my bad. I'm very sorry about that. But now you get to... What was that? We forgive you. Oh, thanks. But now you get this one, and it's with... (laughs) And you get me. And it's with our special guest. (laughs) Me. My boy, Zachary. Me. Um, That's right. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure they know. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> they need to be reminded. It's him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no one else. No one else. It's just him. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it, that, unless you have any closing thoughts. That's it. I Okay. I, I like this movie a very much amount. A very much amount. Yeah. I also very much a very much like this movie. A very much amount. That's the that's how you're supposed to show your love for something. Yeah, that's how you English. Mm-hmm. That's how I grammar. Thank you guys so much for watching. Instead not watching. Not watching. Listening. Don't watch this. Don't. <laughs> don't watch this. No, it's not entertaining. No, please, <laughs> please just stare at your screen while listening to this on SoundCloud. Please or Spotify. Watch. <laughs> or. Or Google Play or Apple Podcasts. Please watch. I will That's probably, all we have to say. Thank you. Yes. I will probably <laughs> have a review out for this within the next few days. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure to watch that. I'll be looking. As you do for your watch podcasts. It. Watch, watch the review. Yes. <laughs> watch the written review. And also watch the movie. Yes. Yes. Watch the movie. It's great. If you haven't that watched was, it yet, go do it. You'll have a wonderful was time. A perfect segue. Perfect segue. Thank you we so did much, it. Zach. Yes, we, we did, did it. We did. Um, next week, I think will be Cynthia and I will be talking about it. Probably only it, chapter one because I don't think she'll be able to see chapter two in time. See you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, and also thank you, Zach, for joining us. Thanks. Yes, bye.